0: The Exchange on
1: Deep Dive. Now joining me in this discussion this evening, I am joined by two guests. uh, Amos Paungano, who is the Deputy Director in the Child Protection Section in the Ministry of Public Service, Labor and Social Welfare. Good evening, Mr. Paungano, and thanks so much for joining us.
0: Evening, Rumbi. Thank you for inviting me.
1: A pleasure we are also joined uh, over the line by mr taungan Andoro who's the director of communications uh, and advocacy in the ministry of primary and secondary education mr Andoro good evening and thank you for joining us
2: Hi, good evening, Rumbi. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you. Wonderful. Looking forward to having this conversation with you. So just hold on for us as we get straight into it. Now, I want us to, to start off by really painting a bright picture here, uh, Mr. Paungano. Um, You know, yes. tell us a little bit about um, the, uh, the section that you belong to, Child Protection Section, Irimu Ministry of Public Service, Labor and Social Welfare, and the role that you play when it comes to
0: children. Thank you so much, Rumbi. Uh, So, Minister of Public Safety, Labor and Social Welfare is the statutory responsibility um, which is given to it by the Children's Act, which is the main statutory instrument that guides the nation in terms of care and protection of children. So, as such, the Minister of Public Safety, Labor and Social Welfare is the overall responsibility to ensure that there are systems, there are mechanisms, there are structures that are put in place, as well as legislation and policies for the care and protection of children. So when you speak about protection, um, it's all about having the preventative, responsive measures that are put in place to ensure that children's rights, they are fulfilled, they are promoted, as well as ensure that children they live in safe environments. So as the Minister of Public Service, Labour and Social Welfare, besides being guided by the Children's Act, we are also guided by key policies such as the National Orphan Care Policy. We are also guided by the National Action Plan for Orphans and Vulnerable Children. We had the first three Now we are finalizing the successor program to the National Action Plan on Offered and Vulnerable Children, which will look at issues to do with uh, child rights, the fulfillment of children's rights, issues of elimination of child labor, elimination of all forms of violence against children, guided by international legislations like the United Nations Convention, on the rights of the child of of nineteen eighty nine, also guided by the African Charter on the Rights and Welfare of the Child, which stipulates the rights of children and how state parties have to fulfill those rights. So as a ministry, we also have the responsibility of coordinating all issues to do with children's rights. So within the ministry there is also a child rights unit. So the ministry structures at national level, at provincial level, at district level, as well as at ward and village level where we have got community child care workers whose responsibility is to identify and to refer child protection cases for further management and then for welfare cases, they can also uh, refer them to services within their locality. So our responsibility is huge. Our responsibility, it calls for us to work with other partners, Minister of Education uh, is also a critical partner we are also implementing the basic education assistance module which also ensures that children access education because education is one of the critical interventions when you are working with children because it also contributes to their future prospects particularly for the marginalized children Uh, it is a a critical factor, which also helps children to um, climb the social ladder and have their um, aspirations fulfilled. So, in, in a nutshell, but in maybe the other thing that I might want to uh, indicate is that we have got the national case management system um, for the welfare and protection of children in the ministry. Um, this national case management system it also helps us to ensure that we provide standardised. Um, and in wraparound um, around uh, services to children who are um, in in unsafe environments and also helps us in terms of the procedures that have to be taken to ensure that children are assisted comprehensively thank you so quite a lot of
1: work that you do in you know in 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 that uh, section as well as in your ministry uh, Mr. sarangana so thank you so much for getting into that now, Vandoro, I want to come to you before we we, we get into some of the, uh, you know, terms, and we start to define things in this conversation. Um, what is the Ministry of Primary and Secondary Education's stance on on child protection, as well as you know um, the dynamics that exist between uh, students, and perhaps the dynamics that exist between teachers when it comes to bullying?
2: Okay, uh, thank you for that, Rumbi. We, as the Minister of Primary and Secondary Education, are guided by the Education Act, as well as other pieces of legislation uh, promulgated in the United Nations for the rights of the child. And our role is to ensure that the rights of the child are protected within and without our schools as long as the child is between uh, any school-going age, we make sure that that child is protected. And in with regard to bullying, we have got a very strict anti-bullying policy uh, uh, against uh, bullying in all our schools. We do not tolerate it because it has got uh, severe consequences and repercussions for us in delivering the quality education that will contribute to the socio-economic transformation of our economy.
1: Thank you so much, Avandoro. Uh, Just having formed that important uh, background and context for this conversation, now let's get into what the terms mean. Um, what is bullying, Mr. Paungano? Kanadisi guire bullying. Is there Shona a Shona term for bullying? bullying. What is it?
0: Uh, as we were growing up, um, for me, I had the privilege of attending a boarding school and there was a word, a Shona word, which was called Kugwedeza. Uh, not sure uh, whether it is slang or it is um, in a, a Shona way, it, maybe that is o- official. Uh, but in, in general, uh, bullying has to do with um, a type of uh, aggression, whether physical, uh, whether psychological, um, which is inflicted uh, upon a victim by a perpetrator and in most instances this perpetrator would be someone who has uh, power and who is stronger than, than the victim who in most instances is someone who is weaker so and then for it to also uh, be characterized as bullying um, the intention is usually to cause harm uh, to embarrass someone, to humiliate, um, and also to to inflict pain. So this can be unprovoked action on the part of the perpetrator. Um, for some, you can even define um, bullies as people who find uh, fulfillment in, in inflicting pain and the discomfort in others. Mm-hmm. And in, you would find that in, for it to be bullying again uh, it's not an event per se, but it has to recur uh, continuously um, for it also to be defined as bullying. It can happen um, in groups. It can happen affecting individuals. It can be perpetrated by groups, perpetrated by individuals. It affects both boys as well as girls. And uh, now as we are talking of bullying in the advent of um, of the, inter- in the internet age, there is also cyber, cyber bullying. bullying as mm, well. Mm. Yes. So you find that as children interact now, they are no longer interacting physically only, but they also interact using s- cyberspaces. And then those cyberspaces, again, they become also risk factors to our children where they can also be a source of, um, of bullying amongst children. So you would find that as children grow, particularly at the adolescent stage, they value um, peer, peer recognition and endorsement. So, for instance, when they are on social media, whenever maybe someone is shamed on on the mid, uh, through the various social media platform, it, uh, it 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 really goes deep, affecting someone emotionally, and in also psychologically. So I can go on and on and on. But bullying, um, I can state that it's something that um, that is not overt, but it's kind of covert. It's, uh, it's hidden, and sometimes even living with a child in your own household, you'd be the last person to know that this child is undergoing traumatic experiences. Why? It's because um, bullies, they instill fear in a child to the extent that a child will not even be able even to report to the parent to the teachers, because the bully would give the child an impression that he or she has got power almost over anyone whom the child can report to. And sometimes you would find that caregivers, guardians, and sometimes teachers, they take it for granted. Like, for instance, someone can say that um, this is how we grow up. It's very normal for someone to have guidance, you understand. So it is trivialized. As it is trivialized. Uh, The more you trivialize it, um, the more the damage we are causing to the children. Thank you.
1: Van Dor, I want you to come in now. You know, you know. He talks about, and even in the prelude to the show, I, I just said, you know, uh, it's something that even I experienced in boarding school. my and you know, it's almost like a rite of passage, uh, and it's almost become institutional. What would your comment be around, you know, this institutional bullying? Sometimes it's called hazing. That is now inside the system and it's institutional. Um, you know, how can this be curbed? Is this normal? Uh, in an in an educational institution,
2: no, yes, previously we used to have uh, quite a number of experiences of that. But since we have uh, strengthened our anti-bullying anti-bullying policies, we've uh, made it very illegal, and uh, we have uh, deterrent measures to ensure that uh, there is no bullying that takes place. Basically, bullying kushungoruta a good thing, and then they cannot be able to receive quality education. They cannot even realize their dreams. You'll find that if they start to slacken, their report book will show that this child is undergoing some certain sort of a traumatic experience. We may not be able to put two and two together at first, but eventually we'll pick it up that uh, there is a bully around. And... Let me reiterate also that those, the perpetrators of bullying sometimes are actually also victims of a dysfunctional family or a dysfunctional community. So if a child comes from a violent, ridden family where the father often comes home uh, drunk, beats up the mother, the mother beats up the child, the child, Beats up the dog, the dog bites the cat, the cat bites the hen. It, it, it's a culture of violence within that society. They then transfer that which they've learned at home to the school setup where they try and exercise power over another child. Because that, uh, that child only has got a dog to, to beat up or a cat to beat up. Then he's in an environment where there are 40, 50 other children whom he can or she can actually start to uh, show that they've got power over them. So but you we have to realize that the perpetrators themselves are also victims, victims of a society in which they actually grow up. So when we give our remedial actions, right, we give uh, sci- social psycho support to to the to the victims uh, and ensure that they regain their confidence but we also go to the perpetrator and try and establish why this perpetrator has become who he is or who she is as a bully in the school
1: so so there's a deliberate effort to look at both sides because a lot of the time the victim and the perpetrator are both children
2: in most cases, they are, they are both children, and they are both victims in the grand scheme of things. Separate faith is suffering from some other, bullying from something else. Probably they not in Or they are living with uh, a, a mother and a stepfather.
1: Or... That, that's really eye-opening, you know. And even that example yeah. that you've given, that, you know... It's a sign of things that are happening behind that child. Then I also just want to come uh, back to you and just understand, um, you know, how a, a report of bullying is dealt with by the ministry of primary and secondary education um what steps are taken and how do you differentiate a case of bullying from normal conflict between peers from the normal name calling uh, you know between peers you know someone with a, a, a darker complexion gonna you know they can be called names but it's all in in almost in the in the gist and jest of of childhood mirth how do you tell the difference that no now this is bullying Versus Kungo Chinirana so There
2: are varying degrees of bullying. Uh, Some bullying is almost like it's a bit mild. Uh, yes, it causes harm, particularly
1: we'll come back to you just hold on to that thought um let me come back to to uh to, into the studio whilst we we fix that issue with the line hopefully you're clearer uh, in the next few minutes uh, uh, let's look at the the causes cause and effect bullying cause what causes bullying? I know Mr Ndoro touched on it, and maybe you know uh, you know the aspect that this child might be a victim of domestic violence, they might be a victim of, of abuse at some other stage within their their you know their close family circle, but what are some of the causes of bullying before we look into the effects
0: okay, thanks so much Rumbi um, and also just to address, um Mr. Andoro's um, previous submission that um, one of the causes like indicated that uh, is dysfunctionality in the family system. Mm-hmm. So the moment the family system is not intact, then it would mean that um, even the, the child subsystem is also affected uh, in that the child would lack regulation the child would lack uh, supervision, which is very, very critical for a child. So the moment um, the parental uh, subsystem fails to fulfill its role in terms of uh, controlling, supervising, and guiding children, and also failing to give attention to children, then children naturally would seek attention through um, such behaviors like like bullying. So you would find that even nowadays, we do have um, families or households where children are being cared for virtually. And uh, parents, they will be staying in the UK while these children are in Zimbabwe. Parents will be staying in Botswana, in South Africa. And uh, they have a sense that uh, children, what they require is only food and clothing, but children also they require love children they require nurture, nurturing uh, so nurturing care is very very critical for the health upbringing of children so the moment children are left alone and sometimes with an older sibling who him or herself might also require um, nurturing as a result um, such children they with that lack of supervision can turn um, themselves into a Antisocial uh, human being. So dysfunctionality in the household is very is, is one of the um, determinant factors that I can point out, as well as uh, socialization. How a child is socialized, um, you will find that in the first one thousand days of a child they are very very critical, and the failure of which, the a child can either turn up to be a healthy human being Mm -hmm. psychologically, emotionally, as well as physically. So you find that there are childhood traumas that are carried forward even into adulthood because of poor parenting. So how a child is socialized is very, very critical. Like um, Mr. Andoro indicated, that we are all creatures of the environment in which we are raised in and children they also model themselves after um, their parents and people around them so if there is violence within the household then children by observation they will end up uh, modeling themselves after the violent tendencies that they see within the households where they are growing in and then the other cause that I may want to point out is peer influence Um, so children they learn also from others And children, they want recognition from peers They want to fit in Within groups And for them to be recognized They have to do certain er- heroic uh, activities For them to be accepted To do something That uh, causes the, the peers To say, wow, ah, this guy is daring Aka-i-pa. And sometimes That kind of thing yes. So, And for boys uh, Such is expressed Maybe in aggressive tendencies towards others, usually those who are weaker. And then for for girls, they've got their own way, or, again, of seeking recognition. So the peer influence uh, factor, it cannot also be, be yeah, yes, it also needs to be recognized. And um, then there's also attention-seeking behavior, especially among children who have some form of inadequacy in um, in terms of um, their self-concept. And such children, um, sometimes they might not be performing well academically and uh, as a way of seeking attention and uh, recognition, they would then maybe engage in bullying for them to gain some form of attention and limelight yes, and also be viewed with others by others as, as heroes. And then also there are environmental factors that you can also point out um, depending on the institution where this child is. So, the, for instance, within a school setting, there is need for stricter rules and also for the implementation of the rules that have been set and the, and this enforcement, uh, it has to be adhered to consistently. And children, one thing that they need to know is that every negative behavior has to be followed by by consequences. So there is need for us to instill discipline in children rather than leaving children to do whatever they like. So these are some of the causes that, I can, that I, can, uh, I, can, I can point out is, is very, very critical uh, as we are dealing with children.
1: Uh, Vandora, I hope that uh, you can hear us better and that we'll be able to hear you. You were telling us how you uh, spot the difference between peer conflict and bullying. Mr. Andora, are you still there? Oh, bugger. All right. Uh, well, we will be attending to, to that and getting Mr. Ndoro back on the phone. But let me come back uh, to you in the studio, Mr. Paungano. So what are some of the the effects then of, of bullying? I mean, it goes without saying that... Issues of low self-esteem. Issues of also maybe building a culture where you know you will also bully the next set of students to come. Our our listeners are coming in and uh, uh, somebody comes in seven seven three and says. Canamuriwa Mostly my boarding schools, I want it's all in the newness. Eunice comes in and says bullying is one. Um, it, it, bullying is defined. As the intimidation of a weaker person to make them do something in schools, I think we find that it's going to the extremes where we see victims getting emotionally and physically injured or killed as a result of bullying. Bullying used to happen during my high school days, but I remember it was just fun, whereby our seniors would ask a newcomer to go and fetch photosynthesis or Pythagoras theorem. <laughs> it wasn't meant to inflict any harm, but a way, uh, but a way that those the way that those who did it. Uh, was to orient a new student into a new school. Bullying in any way is not good at all, hence policies must be put in place to stamp it out. Okay, so uh your comments on on, on these two messages that have come in. Kunya now we are good hands, it's not harmful. It is orientation.
0: Yeah. Uh like you indicated before that in bullying um is a certain level of acceptance within certain circles and, and, and groupings. But in the extent to which it damages the victim, um, sometimes we are not even aware of that that the kind of damage it has. For others it will be sort of fun. And in I for one I remember even my experience as well uh, during high school, I remember we were bullied and someone had to confiscate our food. and uh, we then had to report to the school head and the response from the school Uh, head was... You
1: actually reported?
0: Yes, we reported and Ah. then he said, Ah. You understand? Ah. So it then engenders within you a sense of hopelessness and a sense of helplessness. And as a result, this um, obviously has got um, a long-lasting effect on someone in terms of your self-esteem in terms of your assertiveness, in terms of your ability to stand up uh, for yourself, because the person who is supposed to be protecting you is actually the person who is also um, supporting the kind of uh, behavior that that is not um, that should not at all be endorsed by any adult uh, caregiver or. Who is assuming local parent is role, especially at a, at a school level. Uh, like um, so, the, uh, the other effects that I can point out is that in um, bullying, um, we have seen even evidence here in Zimbabwe where it can even cause to suicide. Children having suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideation. Some children even Opting out of school, we have seen even um, even some children who end up uh, living and working on the streets because of, of, of such such things. So and then, So these uh, effects you can look at them at an individual level, psychologically, emotionally, mentally, and at, at its worst it can even cause someone to develop mental health problems like post-traumatic stress disorder anxieties, uh, depression, um, and uh, even some physical symptoms which include stomach, stomach aches, headaches as a, result of, as a result of depression. So these effects we can look at them at various levels. So one thing that I've seen is that uh, people they downplay this thing and uh, they fail to understand um, its effect not only to the individual, but also to other children, As one child who fails to receive support becomes a perpetrator in the vicious circle, like what was indicated before. It will continue on and on, and then we end up having a violent culture in a violent society, which has got unresolved trauma. Yes.
1: And And I think hmm. another very important aspect there hmm. is, you know, Unfinished business in children becomes unfinished business in adults, and then mm. we've got broken adults, mm. and we continue on to what else? and people who continue to commit egregious crimes in society, but somewhere. Uh, comes in and says we've got terrorists, not bullies, in some of our learning institutions. Uh, this one is coming from U three one zero, uh, who says kuneva mwe varuguitwa bully kuma secondary school zekusutiswa mama drugs kungamba. Um, and I do know that 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 is also happening so it then starts to manifest in that way but let's come to the treatment uh, of perpetrators and victims what recommendations do you make to be used you are the parent to the bully Uh, you are the parent to the bullied child what treatment is given uh, for the perpetrator and for the victims
0: Okay um, so um, for both the perpetrator and the victim alike, they all require attention they all require treatment because um, like we pointed out earlier before that um, even the bullies themselves, they are actually victims who well, we have got unresolved uh, trauma maybe they also suffered um, they also suffered bullying at a point in their life and also violence in their life so we you, we would require um, restorative approaches which make bullies um, to take accountability while supporting them also to heal from their own trauma and adverse childhood experiences, and um, this actually requires therapy. Um, I know that a lot of people they 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 rarely visit therapists, but you'd find that. Um, just normally talking to a child, and just normally, I uh, may be engaging in a, some counselling session, which does not address the root causes within the child's own um, emotional and also psychological uh, makeup. It would do less in terms of addressing these challenges. And then also for the for the victim, the victim needs to be empowered first to be educated and. To understand what bullying is to be able to be assertive to be able to stand uh, and take a position against uh, the bullies Um, by empowering these children uh, we would actually be building the agents of children to act against anyone who violates them in any way possible so as parents We have a huge, huge responsibility. First is to be able to build a relationship with your own child, to be able to communicate effectively with your own child. Children, they should not fear their own parents, but they should actually confide in them. And parents should be able to identify whenever a child is manifesting any form of antisocial behavior, which hasn't been a trend before. So it is very, very critical for a child to be having a very supportive family environment. So as one of the treatment options is to ensure that the family system is strengthened and that you identify the root causes Mm -hmm. within the family unit that might be contributing to a child's own trauma. So the treatment options they should be structured in such a way that they are holistic, addressing the individual child issues, addressing um, factors at a family or household level, addressing even issues that are affecting the child even at school level, knowing and understanding the kind of friends that your child is interacting with. And again, if I am to refer to the issue of cyberbullying, parents should be able to understand even the content that your child is accessing whether it's on internet whether it's on television whether it's on social social media because this is where some of these challenges and root causes are coming from so all kinds of treatment approaches can be can be employed but what is important is to ensure that all the root causes they are addressed in a comprehensive manner. And then also there is need for us to come up with preventative strategies in order for us to prevent cases and occurrences of bullying in all settings, whether it's at home, whether at school, even at church, children also experience bullying. So, what is important is, well, I know that uh, in our churches, anyone can be a Sunday school teacher, but is that Sunday school teacher trained to be working with children? Do we have child safeguarding mechanisms, even in your own church or any gathering where children congregate?
1: Are these services that you offer as a ministry? I mean, yeah. I'm sure somebody is listening and saying, okay, great.
0: Yes, as a ministry, we do have uh, uh, district offices across the country. Uh, We have 65 districts, and at each and every district, we do have social workers who are well-resourced and trained to work with children and also to empower families to be able to provide care and protection to their own children. We as well have community child care workers at community level who are also trained to provide uh, psychological a first aid at community level but then for for therapy sessions maybe which would require specialist uh, services they can always be referred to the nearest health facilities where we have health professionals like psychiatrists uh, and other mental health workers Um, so all these services they are available and then also for children who are in school we have got child-led child child protection uh, committees where which which provide safe spaces for children where they can discuss their issues, where they can also share experiences and empower each other. And in at school level again we also have guardian uh, guidance and, and, and counselling teachers who can also assist children at at school level. So it is a whole network and a whole system of support that is around children that we can always uh, tap into and children, they need to be aware of all these services that are available to them. And then in terms of reporting, we have got toll free lines like the 116 for child line and also recently as a ministry, we also managed to to, to register a, a toll-free line where children can safely report and they can report anonymously. I know that there are fears, of course, um, for, for people who are report, reporting. So are there we should um, um, uh, protection measures for children as well as for, for other, other people maybe who might be uh, witnessing children who are being abused in one way or the other.
1: What's the hotline number to, to dial for the ministry? Uh,
0: let me share it with you um at the end of this of the of the program so that you can share it with, with listeners. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We have fast come uh,
1: to the end of the program with lots of time. I can see some people still typing frantically. If you've got questions, please, please. Uh all right, Hanzi So this is the last question that we'll take. Panyema Buliz muzukoro he is of course talking about uh you know that addition to uh, the children's act that came in under the uh, the children uh, the Ch- the children's amendment. Act uh, that uh, passes the sins of the child on to the parent. Comments on that, that will we see this in action uh, if there are bullying cases uh, reported that Yes, um, so the
0: Children's Amendment Act um, it uh, puts emphasis on responsible parenting. So this provision in the Act is not necessarily there to be punitive and to punish parents for anything that a child would have done. Of course, children, they need to be responsible and accountable for their own action. But as parents, we have got this responsibility to ensure that we fulfill our role as parents in supervising children, in guiding children, but where this act is pointing out is on issues to do with neglectful parenting, where a parent um, maybe deliberately chooses not to put measures to control a child who is manifesting uh, antisocial behavior, and sometimes some parents would even promote antisocial behavior to the extent that a child um, would end up even being a criminal. So it is then this responsibility that has been placed on parents to be responsible as they are providing care to their children. So parents who should be worried are those parents who are neglectful and are failing to fulfill their role to raise children in, a, in an appropriate manner that would ensure that children become responsible as citizens.
1: Thank you so much. And I think uh okay. Yes. Okay, more and more questions are coming in now. And Zipana but we used to see district or regional education officers moving around schools to see if uh teachers and school heads are daring to set educational policies in their discharge of duty sometimes these officers would make unannounced visits to schools because headmasters are now running schools like their own personal businesses so that's a little bit more of a comment and then this one says uh please can i'm my inspection because and go to drug or smoke detectors uh so that any uh Drug activities also picked up, so with all of that in bringing this conversation to a close uh, what what are some of the key takeaway points for our children listening and parents listening when it comes to bullying
0: Yes um, what is important for us is to understand that in bullying is for the weak, bullying is not for the strong, but it is for the weak, who out of their weakness take advantage of uh, the downtrodden. Even children with disabilities, they are also one of the groups that is worst affected by, by bullying. So as parents, as communities, as professionals, we have a responsibility to ensure that children, they live responsibly and that they are their own brother's keeper and that we infuse and inculcate this Ubuntu culture where we understand that I don't live for my own but I also live to fulfill the needs of my brother, the needs of my sister to provide love, care, and protection, and to treat each and every human being with dignity, with respect. And um, it is this um, ethic, it is this spirit, it is this culture, which will also ensure that our nation, it moves forward, and that even the aspiration of our children, they will be fulfilled. Whether they are in raw areas, whether they are in urban areas, whether they are able-bodied or whether they are differently abled, each and every child has to be given an opportunity when we create safe environments, safe spaces in our communities, at home, and even at school. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Some very important points coming out there and we unfortunately lost Vandoro along the way because of our lines. but we will definitely have more conversations around this very important subject but I want to just thank him uh, even uh, in absentia Taunganandoro Director of Communications and Advocacy in the Ministry of Primary and Secondary Education for being part of this conversation and also my thanks extend to Amos Paungano Deputy Director in the Child Protection Section in the Ministry of Public service, labor, and social welfare. We look forward to engaging with you on more issues around child protection, even beyond bullying. Uh, very important issues to discuss. So, thank you so much. Have a good night.
0: Thank you so much, Rombi. The Exchange
2: on Deep Dive.